What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Mr. Matey Mac. Mm-mm-mm. And with me tonight is my co-host, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at AdventuresInVideoLand. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language. That's not really our style. So we'll try to keep this rated PG-13. Stylized violence, a few drug references, and 8-bit nudity. Mm-hmm. Also, mm. spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, go watch the movie, come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 8, Pantheon number 1, nomination number 1. Number Welcome one. to Season 8, everybody. Whoop, whoop! Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Nominated by Kyle Brown, guest voter yours truly, Mr. Matey Mac. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Dr. Diamond Doug, sir. Yeah, what can I do for you? What is Pantheon? All right, for those who are joining us for the first time, or those joining us for the extinct People who have been here for a hundred times. Pantheon movies are movies that hit on all cylinders, that they are... Great in terms of acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. They are essential viewing. Best of its genre. genre. Uh, higher than four and a half stars out of five. And uh, you would tell your neighbors you got to go watch that movie right now. It's incredible. Uh, there's nine members on the AV Council. Every three weeks, a council member nominates a movie. And everyone else votes yes or no. They give their reasons on Facebook. In addition, there is a guest voter. That's that me. That counts as of one vote, and that's Mr. Miggity Mac. And there is a Facebook poll that counts as a whole other vote. With so how many total votes is that? Eleven. And right. each movie needs a two-thirds majority, which, quick math, is seven votes to get in. Yeah, because so you, you can't seven of half 11. a vote. It couldn't be like no, 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 no. 7.3. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, if they get at least seven yeses on their nomination, then they are in. In previous Pantheon season, actually last season, some movies that got in, not just uh, council nominations, but a few others as well. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eight of Eleven. Eight of Eleven. When Harry Met Sally. Eight of Eleven. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ten of Eleven. And that's the original, not the not the updated one. Spirited Away. Eight of Eleven. And then there's a couple of extra movies that <coughs> came in through Verses and Marathons. Marathons, like Big Lebowski, the Stoner Marathon. Step Brothers came in through a Verses uh, in July. Um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which came in actually through the end of the year poll, which is the people's choice on that in that particular case, right? Yeah. All right. So before we get into anything else, let's uh, let's have a little foreplay, my friend. Sure thing. How I about this? I'd be glad to join you with a little foreplay. Yeah, a little foreplay. How, how about uh, any special movies you've seen since this past summer? Well, I've seen a bunch of garbage ones on purpose so that I was like, garbage. I need to waste time. Watched a lot of shows, but in terms of movies, mm-hmm. some special ones that, that hit. And I'll, I'll go with some recent ones, is that I watched The Menu on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and it was it was, it was was just very well-crafted movie. Mm-hmm. It, was, um, it was just, I didn't know what to expect. 
and it was uh, it was a delight. And also in prepping for this conversation, I also was looking at some Edgar Wright films, and I watched Last Night in Soho, which I had not seen before, and was a fantastic movie. You enjoyed that. I did. In preparation for this, I went back and rewatched. It's not something I hadn't seen before, but I realized it was an Edgar Wright movie. Hot Shaun Fuzz. Of the, Shaun, Shaun of the, of the Dead. Dead. Thank World's you very End. much. <laughs> uh, and, well, and, and, and in fact, uh, I was then it was suggested that I watch World's End as well. I got halfway through it. I had to go go to work, so I couldn't actually watch all of Shaun that. Shaun of the Dead is fantastic. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And it was such a surprise when it came out too. But uh, and then and then but but uh, a movie that. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those huge blockbusters and, like, it's so much media getting people to go watch it. And there's so much hype around it. But it's actually a really, really good, solid movie is Top Gun Maverick. Like, oh yeah, that came out and yeah. I saw it and then I've watched it actually several times. Not as many times as April McBoom. I understand April McBoom has watched Top Gun Maverick. It was like four. 637 <laughs> times and has forced her husband... Brad to watch it with her 620 of those times. It, it, uh, but it is, it is it is comical and shameful. It, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet, such a special applaud. movie. Like I mean, that is yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, yeah. three such, cheers. Such a good one. But and I have seen several other uh, movies that I really like, but most of them were sort of like a movie that fills in the gap. And I'm not diminishing it in any way. Yeah. But Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, I thought it was a solid Spider-Man movie. I thought it was a solid uh, um, um, uh, Marvel uh, MCU movie, but it was filling in gaps with other movies to kind of move us forward to the next phase. If you're an MCU yeah. person, and so uh, you know, it was good, but it wasn't like wow. I'll tell you, and I think that this was on Paramount. Mm. Uh, I do believe that I watched a TV show called The Offer, which was about the making of The Godfather. Oh, I, well, I've ten seen episode uh, kind I've, of a thing. Watched that. It was like kind of a one and done uh, season. Um, but it, speaking of Top Gun Maverick, that you have uh, some crossover characters there. But it was fantastic. Cool. Uh, fantastic and a lot of fun, and it reminded me of the conversations that we had about the film years ago now when we were talking yeah. about God. It's been two or three years now. Well, nominated. we should probably get into Scott Let's Pilgrim. Let's get into Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Let's talk about some movie facts. Uh, uh, it, uh, it is rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. It is the action, romance, graphic novel slash video game genre. Mentioned it already. Edgar Wright mm-hmm. was the one who directed yep. Shaun of the Dead. Also Baby, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Screenplay by Michael Bacall, who did 21 Jump Street and Edgar Wright. Based on Scott Pilgrim by Brian Lee O'Malley. Produced by uh, Eric Gitter, Nira Park, Mark Platt, and Edgar Wright. Cinematography by Bill Pope, who did The Matrix, Spider-Man, Quantumania, uh, and actually has a fairly long list uh, of uh, credits. Edited by Jonathan Amos and Paul Maclis, who are Edgar Wright collaborators. Yeah, they tend to be on a lot of his products, if not all of them. Music by uh, Nigel Godrich, who worked with R.E.M., Radiohead. They did the, he did the Do They Know It's Christmas. And the worst for me, I know other people hate Paul McCartney's Mm. uh, song, but for me, Dollars to Donuts, this is the song I hate the most at Christmas time. I know other people hate Mariah Carey, but do they know It's Christmas is my My, my family and I laugh at that song as much as you laugh at uh, Kid Rock's oh. Summertime. <laughs> All right. 
Production by Mark Platt Productions, Big Talk Films, Close on Monday's Entertainment, and Dentsu, distributed by Universal Pictures. It was released August 13th, 2010, and had a running time of 112 minutes. This movie was starring Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Allison Pill, Brandon Ruth, and Jason Schwartzman, among others. Among others. Synopsis. In a magically realistic version of Toronto, <laughs> yeah. a young man must defeat his new, hopeful, girlfriend's seven evil exes one by one in order to win her heart. The IMDb mm-hmm. tagline for that movie. I think that was a little pithy, but... yeah. We're on yeah, the nose. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it sort of skimmed the surface of how the yeah. movie went. But yeah, like so, so much uh, so much else involved. We'll get into it. Ratings and reviews. What on do you think? IMDb, it got a 7.5 out of 10. Metacritic got a 69 on 38 reviews with a user score of 8.0. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, 82%. Uh, fresh, 84% audience score. Google, 88% of people like that movie. If we look over at the Rotten Tomato reviews, on the top end for a fresh review, we got Helen O'Hara from Empire Magazine saying it's heartfelt, hilarious, and highly satisfying adaptation of the book. You don't have to be a geek to adore it. You just have to remember being young. On the other side, Kyle Smith of the New York Post created it as rotten and said, I tried to love it, but after 20 minutes, I sensed I was intruding on the movie's love affair with <laughs> itself. Zing! Zing! Some Metacritic reviews. A.O. Scott from the New York Times rated it, uh, get it, his gets rated 100. It's speedy, funny, happy, sad spirit is so infectious that the movie makes you feel at home in its world, even if the landscape is, at first glance, unfamiliar. Scraping up the bottom of the barrel, we got Anne Hornaday, and that's what I recommend. the doctor recommended to me. A Just Hornaday? A Hornaday. That's and ho- it. And Hornaday. One. And he has an odd speech yeah. pattern. And, he uses and, the Anne. And Hornaday. Because he yeah. considers H a vowel, but yeah. From the Washington Post, uh, that Metacritic rated this review as a 38 out of 100. A dog frequency movie, enjoyable only to those tuned into its particular register. And honestly, I have to say, no offense to... And Hornaday. And Hornaday. But uh, I would argue that most movies are attuned to yeah. those. A dog frequency movie. Over to oh, the, the Hoi Polloi the from Metacritic. Hoi Polloi. Remember, it got an 8.0. 1,382 reviews. 1,149 are positive. 120 negative, And 113, eh, I don't know. So, uh, Billy Liar, the 87. Oh, yeah. It gave it a 10. Absolutely fantastic. There is a reason, I believe, that Edgar Wright is the best film director we have today. And Scott Pilgrim adds to it. Wright fully captured the essence of the gamer slash Gen Y crowd and the modern teen comedy. Right in the middle of the pack, we have Re-Review. Gives it a 6. If ever there was a fine example of style over substance, look no further than Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Not that this detracts from the film as an experience, but it does lack the flesh of Wright's previous work. Then you have Calisanti 11, who rated it a 3. Bottom of the barrel. Basically, Twilight for boys. (laughs) (laughs) Completely average and ugly teenager being loved by two awesome girls and having a fantastic adventures with a lot of action. Well, 
At least it has some kind of humor going for it. That's something, I guess. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, so, I did, while I was watching it, just uh, it, like the... Uh, I, I, and, I, and I mentioned this to you. I was like, there is a little bit of like fantasy, incel fantasy going Inside, on. I was just thinking. The, uh, that it, it is the, the ugly boy who mm. has all the girls chasing after him. And he's mm. just cooler than everyone else. And, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, so we've got that, and plus he's the best fighter in the whole wide world. Of the whole world, and you don't even, even know. know. You don't even know, best, man. Best bass player. Best bass player in the world. <laughs> you don't even. Know. You don't even know, man. Jumping over to our AV Facebook commenters. These come from our the, our AV uh, uh, family uh, here on Adventures in Videoland. John Shippy. Uh, he says, I absolutely love the visuals of this movie and certain scenes and the cast, but that's where it ends. Huh. This movie just tries to throw a ton of stuff at you with very little in the way of story. It has a big cult following, so I have no clue how the council will vote, but it would be a no from me. Can't wait for the companion show with Dr. Diamond Dog Prime and Mac Gary McFall, though. And this uh, comment started a, a wonderful... 11 to 13 comet fight <laughs> with <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Brown <laughs> defending <laughs> his honor. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, uh, there was more to this next one, but Butt Murphy did ask the question, <laughs> why can't I click the no? So <laughs> You must have missed yeah. the voting window. Sorry, but uh, Bill Allen says, oh man, this movie. I honestly wish I didn't hate it so much. Like, I wanted to like it. Yeah. I still do. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't. And it makes me feel very... Old man, get off my lawn-ish. Then he says he's going to be long-winded. And boy, does he deliver in that one. Thanks, Bill. We're not going to read that whole thing for you, Bill. But that was... uh, You you did not lie when you said, I'm going to be long-winded. And then you were. So, uh, but... uh, Again, from a person that we would expect more uh, the wind to have some length, Alessio Pasquale... Wait, hold on. Let me, me kind of... I got to stretch for yeah. this one because, you know, he... Listen. He's loquacious. He's, he's, he's loquacious. Ver- ver- verbose. He's verbose. Yeah. And what did he say? His, 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 his grammatical effluvium flows over the pages of Facebook often. And he said, yes. Oh, all that's right. it, dude. Yeah, that's all he's there. Yeah, that's all we get from him. No, no reasons, nothing else. Uh, Mike, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Uh, it, it, the reason why everybody I said ah uh, is that Mike's first name is spelled in a peculiar way. Mike Jones. If anyone other than Michael Sarah was Scott, I might be able to tolerate this film. As it stands, though, I simply can't. Rudy Williams. It's an awesome movie. Brandon Falk says, absolutely, I consider this the greatest video game movie ever, even if it's not based off of a game. Uh, its slick style and charisma is only bolstered by an outstanding soundtrack and script that's loaded with laughs. Michael Sarah was made for that role, and it's truly a great movie. I mean, Michael Sarah plays Michael Sarah's role, and yeah. that role fits right in. Yeah. Joshua McLaughlin says, for me personally, no. As much as I love Edgar Wright's filmography as a whole, this one didn't do it for me. I felt like the living embodiment... Embodiment. The living lobotomy. It it felt like the living embodiment of, quote, style over substance. 
uh, a phrase that we heard before we've from heard before. the AV Hoy Poloi. We have. And then Josh Morris uh, brings uh, up the rear, kicks over the can with our final comment. And Bust says, the door down. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Josh. Had so, a way to wrap it up, Josh. Thank you, Josh, for wrapping that Let's talk receipts. How well did the movie do? How well did Scott Pilgrim do, Mr. How well did it do? So, this movie coming out in August 13, 2010 with a 112 minute run time had a production budget of $60 million. Domestic gross of $33.3 million. Uh But worldwide, uh, including the domestic gross, we had $49.4. So, honestly, it only lost $10 million. Did not make all of it back. Average ticket price $7.81 in 2010. So that gives us a BSI of Wait, 4.2. Oh, what's a BSI? For the uninitiated, the I'm BSI confused. stands for the Butts in Seats Index. It is our trademark. And we're aware that it should be the BISI. Should be but, the BISI. But we but like BSI. It sounds it sounds pithier. It's like CSI. trademark. Copyrighted, reserved, stamped. And I could say, we could call it the BC or the... Yeah. Yeah, but... This, uh, this is our little formula so that we can compare movies from year to year against each other, depending... So we're not... Uh, so a movie that has... Yeah, how would you compare a 1945 movie yeah. to a 1995 movie, So we movie, take the right? domestic gross and we divide it by the average ticket price of that year, uh-huh. given to us by Box Office Mojo, mm-hmm. and come up with a number. So the BSI, again, for Scott Pilgrim versus the World is a 4.2 million, which is just a scotch above half... Of the flight club the standard, flight club which is standard, seven point every, three million. Everybody knows this, but which, yes, seven point three million. The flight club standard is a low number. Yeah, that's a low number. Like Fight Club has a cult status and made a lot back in DVD sales and everything but like that. But not in its original release. But not in not its original all. release. And this was a little almost more half, half that. than that. Yeah. Half than that. So by comparison, another, another I've got I've got several movies in here that compare in several different ways. Shaun of the Dead, another Edgar Wright uh, film, uh, ninety nine minutes, production budget four point nine million, domestic gross thirteen and a half, worldwide thirty seven point nine. We base the BSI index on on domestic U.S. domestic though. Average ticket price in two thousand four was six twenty one. So Shaun of the Dead, as good as this movie is. Has a BSI of two point two million, yeah, and probably made gangbusters on oh lordy streaming uh, on, uh, on all the other the videos DVDs and yeah the whole deal like that. but it did make it it made money oh so. significant amounts of money even yeah. though it didn't have that much hot going fuzz two thousand and seven <gasps> more Edgar Wright uh, production budget of eight million. Domestic gross twenty three point six million. So he's making some money worldwide. Eighty point seven million times the cost of the movie globally. Average ticket price in two thousand seven is six dollars and eighty eight cents, which gives us a BSI of three point four million. Almost, right? Exactly half yeah. of uh, the yeah. Fight Club standard. Yep. So what we do in the shadows? Uh, this is a quirky uh, a Taiki Watiti, Jermaine Clement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jermaine Clement movie, 86 Minutes, came out in 2015. It had a production budget of $1.6 million. That's not a shock, by the way, because it was specifically just sort of put together that way, right? 
But its domestic gross was 3.5, worldwide 7.4 million. The average ticket price in 2015 was $8.43. So its BSI is uh, 415,000 butts in seats. Yeah, we don't often see a thousand number. Usually uh, those are the, the 1930s and 1940s movies. Or it's uh, like a special release Dear Zachary had like 15 yeah it didn't go out to many theaters or something you know but even so it made money and it has spun off at least one tv show series on what on hulu and several other things and it helped launch uh or at least promote taiki watiti's career so uh the next on the list is adventureland 2009 why'd you why'd you pick this one well this is another uh i almost said john cena Sarah, Michael Sarah movie. It's quirky. It's uh, he plays a very similar character, and uh, it, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's just about uh, his relationship with a girl. I felt it was very similar. Yeah, it had a production budget of uh, that Adventureland, two thousand nine, directed by Greg Matala, who did Superbad. Yeah, uh, production budget of nine point eight million, domestic gross sixteen million and worldwide 17 so definitely was a more like a u.s can canadian like release average ticket price in 2009 was 750 and uh, that gave it a bsi of 2.1 million and for the last one on the list because uh, we have fight scenes in scott pilgrim yeah very We're stylized looking at a movie scene. with stylized fight scene kill bill the original uh, one Quentin Tarantino's 111-minute 2003 film, production budget of $30 million, domestic gross $70 million, worldwide $181 Cut. million. Ching. Average ticket price in 2003 was $6.03, giving this movie a BSI of 11.6, commendable. So, and I, I, because so, <clears throat> so many of these other quirkier movies had such a, quote, lower BSI, many of them made money anyway... Uh, I wanted to use Kill Bill because it's quirky. It's got stylized fighting in it. It has a lot of different types of personalities. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, actors that uh, that we know, right? Just like Scott Pilgrim has tons of actors we know, and yet it was very very popular and made a bunch of money. All right, Kyle Brown. Yeah. The nomination it, from Kyle Brown. Nomination from Kyle Brown. But before we get to that, yeah. we've got some special stuff. Ky, uh, so, uh, from time to time, yes. the, the the Pantheon uh, uh, council members who nominate a movie will send over some um, gifts, some uh, offerings. Bribes. They're bribes. Straight up bribes to uh, my friend, Dr. Diamond Doug, and I. And uh, we generally, they're sitting here on the table, usually all wrapped up and hidden. And what we're going to do, let's, uh, let's, see, let's see what Kyle has sent for us. Sure. What, what do we have here? We've got a cornucopia of gifts. Ah, uh, on the, the first that we Who's have... stickers? Is stickers with a, a status bar. Yeah, status bar that below that from says... From video games. It says, says P-bar. <laughs> uh, Mine would be all the um, way to the... <laughs> Mine will be all the way. I should get a highlighter sure. and just fill this sucker all the way across because yeah. that's generally my status. And then, in case that you and I wanted to craft our <gasps> own comic book, this is a blank comic book, a... seven panel layout where every page we could draw our own, very own comic book. And you know, 
if you're being creative with one of these, you could make many, many comic books out of this uh, just by putting together several pages and doing some shorts. Fun. I've never seen anything this like cool. this. This, this is, is very, awesome. Very I like fun. this very much. Very, very Now, there's cool. a couple of t-shirts here. A pink one and a green one. Yeah. I have the pink one. Yeah, I have this. The and by, I said green, but we're we're actually talking like a baby puke green, like uh, not army green. What do you call this? I would say that is like the green Sage? of clayberry in the Valentine hearts that you get. There you go. You know, Brock's Brock's candies, the yeah. green heart. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 And these T-shirts have a beautiful. A three panel view of Michael's. This is basically a Michael Sarah. Yours has what? Fan shirt. Oh, Michael Sarah. With yeah, with with a nineties style. Yeah. Writing on there. Mine uh, has a a scared looking Michael Sarah, as if I had just kidnapped him, drinking water and eating and a burrito. Eating a burrito <laughs> like from Taco Bell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and it's a weird look at Michael Sarah at that. Uh, His face looks a little pinched. And, That's uh, amazing. the pink on here. Uh, the pink is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I will be seen and will be noticed. I, I will wear this. I promise, uh, I promise Kyle to wear this to teach class at least one day this, this semester. Year. This year sometime. Okay, this calendar year. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you very much, thank Kyle. You. These are wonderful gifts, bribes, and uh, I will I will treasure them. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> so, Kyle's nomination. Uh, I will read. Uh, let's read. Let's read some excerpts from it. In any case, it's 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 lengthy and it's girthy, and let's just kind of let's dig right in. I've never had the pleasure of kicking off a season of Pantheon. Do I throw a surefire film or a fan favorite to get people excited for the season? I will instead put forth the 2010 Edgar Wright comic masterclass, masterclass Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and hopefully it appease the masses that share a poll vote with the hopes that the council and guest voter will also swing toward a collective. Yes! I love Edgar Wright. I love directors. And that have a unique style that is undeniably them. Wright has always had a unique way of layering jokes into shots and using sounds and visuals and voiceover and play of words and foreshadowing to bring an amazing experience come together from page to screen. Speaking of the page, this script gets it. It pulls from the source and stays true to it, yet making it its own thing. It's quippy, funny, moves at breakneck speed, hits the video game references with pinpoint accuracy, and lays down some sick original music. The acting is just magnificent, too. Michael Sarah is the perfect Scott Pilgrim, as he has this level of cool, nerdy, and jerky all in the same package. If you don't fall in love with Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona, then I don't know how you're alive enough to read this. I digress. There is so much talk about as to why Scott Pilgrim versus the world is Pantheon. Practical stunts, editing costumes, sound effects, long setup for jokes, callbacks, foreshadowing, music, CGI, the use of numbers and the letter X all over the place being the most Canadian movie without a moose in it that I can think of. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a one-of-a-kind movie film. <laughs> movie film. 
I hope you enjoy revisiting Scott Pilgrim. The audience didn't see that. They, I had said movie instead that's okay. of film. I, I, I yeah. liked it. I, I messed said, up. I wanted to say movie film, and yeah. you, you just laid I it messed, right out I there. I messed that's up. Perfect. That's like you for read sure. My mind. Yeah. So he wraps it up by saying, I hope you enjoy revisiting Scott Pilgrim versus the world or seeing it for the first time for this nomination. I know this movie isn't for everyone. Lots of people really hate it. I think that's a harsh word. But just as many people love it, there isn't a whole lot of in-between for it. I hope it can outlast seven evil yes votes and enter the halls of Pantheon type of nomination. And I hope the rest of the council enjoys the film as much as I do and as much as I have for literally my entire life. I wasn't aware that Kyle was born in 2010, but uh, it's nice of him to reveal that here. All right, so... Let's uh, kind of break it down a bit here. Let's talk about some of the uniqueness and challenges of the film. So what do you think? What are some of the unique elements of Scott Pilgrim? Well, obviously, and this movie is a tribute and an homage to the style of both comic book and video game because there is a comic, you know, a Scott Pilgrim comic book, uh, a comics is where it started, and then there's a video game that goes along with it. Which was inspired by one line in a single song. By yeah, the way. yeah, so... This uh, this movie goes out of its way to be stylistically inspired mm. by both comic books and video games, mm-hmm. um, and then there's some other stylistic things and choices that they make throughout. That it's uh, pop culture references like Seinfeld riffs and sitcom mm-hmm. laughs and stuff like that. But this movie definitely is stylistic. For sure. Not just Edgar, Ed, like Edgar Wright does stylistic movies, quick cuts and all of that, but this is also very much a video game movie and a comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and not just any kind of video game movie, not not just the kind of video games, you know, like one of my favorite types of games are first person, not just shooters, but shooters with puzzles, adventure, you know, like it's a whole, a whole thing you go on in order to, to kind of get to the end of the game. This isn't that kind of video game. This is more like the the uh, side scrolling double yes. dragon. Beat the beat the beat the big guy, big bad guy, and then once you beat the big bad, you know, bump up a level, and then you go to the to the next one, and you got to yeah. solve all those puzzles and patterns. So there's patterns, puzzles, blah, 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 and then a big bad at the end, and you keep moving up and up and up. And so it is that style. Of so video game. this is a uniqueness to it, and uh, it. And it, it allows the council members to think about, is this the best version of that? Of that genre. That's yeah. the thing. You might not like the movie per se, but does it actually portray the best of its genre? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can compare it to Pixels, I suppose, which is a video game movie of sorts, but uh, but it wasn't done well. No, <laughs> it was not. Despite uh, Peter Dinklage's uh, <laughs> efforts really, to really save tried. the movie. <laughs> really tried. So uh, there is another uh, unique element to this movie that I was thinking about. And that is the, um, the, the the types of stylized violence. I know there's other movies with stylized violence. Kill Bill. We talked about uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is one beginning to end stylized uh, movie. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is stylized a different way in the 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 um, full spectrum kung fu style of uh, stylized fighting. This is stylized very specifically, um, uh, almost like a parody. This, yes, a parody but, of 
a fighting movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I and and I think that's that's something I, I can't. I'm sure there are other movies like it. I can't think of one. The uh, another thing this movie has to like has on it in its toolkit is that it's a it's a because it follows a band that the music is a central feature of this. Uh, so uh, including the bass guitar playing and the band playing being a form of fighting. A form of fighting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, these are some of the things, and uh, we don't get a lot of comedies. Yeah, we don't. We don't get a lot of comedies. Not true comedies so this, yeah. so this, this, and this movie falls in that that comedy camp. So from challenge, from the challenges point of view, though, it's not, um, it's not your typical comedy. So if you put it in the genre of comedies, yeah, then you're like, well, but is this the best of the best of the comedies? I can think of movies that are far funnier. Than this movie, but yeah. they might not be as fun. If that makes sense. Well, uh, another challenge to this is that Michael Sarah is a flavor, a flavor, exactly. and if you don't like that flavor, you're not gonna like this. You're movie. not gonna like this movie. Yeah, because this movie is yeah Michael Sarah flavored, and 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 that doesn't take anything away from Michael Sarah. It's a it is an approach to acting that uh, as, and we were talking before the podcast yeah. tonight that you know so many actors do this uh, John Wayne for example like there he had a flavor and yeah. it was it you know it, it was just it was just him I would say Michael Sarah's played this character in a, quite a few movies a couple more challenges that uh, council members will potentially wrestle with one is uh, that the redemptive arc. That the that Michael Sarah's character Scott Pilgrim is on, is um, the movie bills itself as leaning into him having some sort of personal growth and revelation, but the ending undermines it because he doesn't like he doesn't go away from both relationships and just learn to be who he is. He doesn't follow the girl that truly likes him. He goes with the awful person who he's an awful person and she's an awful person. We have learned nothing this entire time. I cheated on her with her and I'm going to go with her and there's no consequences that like, so like that redemptive arc is muddy and there's going to be some people who just, it's not very satisfying. It's not very satisfying. He didn't start off great, and he didn't end up really great. I mean, it's sort of winking a nod toward a hint at it, but it's not there. Uh, and the other I would say is that because this movie is uh, has a number of characters that it's kind of running through, and it has a certain quippy style, is that it's hard to get truly invested in the lives of any of these people that you truly care for them Mm. outside of the fact that they are a protagonist in the movie or that they're a side character in the movie sure that there's the the, there's no sister his roommate those they just sort of blip (sighs) in and out of the uh in In other words this this truly is a, a movie where scott pilgrim is the star of his very own show and everyone else is a background actor yeah, so I mean, uh, and maybe somebody else could disagree with that assessment, but the, um, but I, 
I, I as a viewer didn't find the the treatment incredibly deep on any of the the relationships or stakes uh, right across the board. So well, I mean, you know, just at the very beginning when he was just talking about his his uh, his relationship with Knives Chow, his, his uh, high school girlfriend, um, even he. Uh, every time anybody asked him questions, his whole description of their relationship was, it's shallow. I mean, he never used those words, but it was like, yeah, we almost held hands once. Yeah. Like, they do the same five, six things every time they date, and, you know, they, uh, dating involves walking to the video game. There was one change from the challenge. comics into the movie is that he was 23 in the comics. Instead dating a 17-year-old. Oh, so they made, they so made, they made 22 him 22 and, and 17. Oh, she was 17, that's which right. Which is yeah. uh, of legal age in Canada, so yeah, but yeah, it's but still creepy. Yeah, it's a, it's a little. Well, and they, and they ridiculed him appropriately for that. Yeah. Any insights? Um, This movie was fun. Like, I, I had fun. Like I hadn't seen it in a while, and I was like, oh, I wonder, going back to it, with a critical eye, am I going to enjoy it, or am I just going to... no. And there were some legitimate laughs that I had. I, I forgot the vegan, the power, the vegan power section with, with Brandon Ruth, and I laughed out loud for real. Uh, well, so I, like I, I laughed at the I lesbian you part because yeah. <laughs> you're gonna say the L word I uh, uh, lesbian you. I, I thought that was pretty funny. It was and it was a great playback callback to or not callback but reference to uh, the L word, right? Yeah. And so anyway. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's break it down. So if we're going to like give it some scores or or, uh, or or really challenge it, we've talked about these these six main aspects of firing all, all cylinders. Uh, acting and casting. How, how do you feel like it was? I think it's top notch. I mean, this is a, it was a good cast. It was fun. Nobody was out of place. Nobody was like dead weight as an actor. Even there was, even though there was a couple actors who didn't speak a lot of English, um, that they didn't have to because of the fight scenes that they were involved mm-hmm. in. There was like the double dragon, right? People, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it was casted well. Again, if you don't like Michael Sarah, you're gonna have a bad time, right? <laughs> but, but look at how many people. But other than that, I think that the acting and casting was great, and I lo- loved the uh, uh, his his high school girlfriend's just uh, just deep and naive and childish yeah. fawning yeah, that she no, did over she the was, band she was yeah. something yeah uh, I, I, I look how many look you can we read all these reviews people talking about how michael Sarah is the perfect scott pilgrim uh i, I it's kind of hard to argue with that but now that you want, this is one of those cases though when once you see the movie like if they remade Scott Pilgrim versus the World, or they made a sequel and it wasn't Michael Sarah, that's the first thing people will complain about is that well, no, Michael Sarah yeah. is Scott Pilgrim. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not exactly like Batman where you can just change horses. How about directing and editing? So, uh, for me, that there were a couple parts that dragged, and there was a few things that I didn't quite like the Seinfeld bit. I didn't quite understand why that was there hmm. outside of somebody just being quirky right um so it felt a little out of place and also now that i'm watching it many years later many years it feels later. dated yeah um so there there were there was a couple of things that the uh it wasn't as tight as some of the other things there it is a uh it is a definite style with a lot of quick uh quick cuts within scenes right um but 
and this might go down to the story section as well, but I, w- I was less enthused about the uh, the overall flow than I was about the acting and casting. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that uh, it, I, 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 I would not make this Edgar Wright's best outing. No. Um, and just for, just off the top of my head, I think Shaun of the Dead was edited better and and, and uh, uh, much much tighter. But but that was a different collaboration as well. Different people were involved. It wasn't just Edgar Wright, obviously. And and uh, but but there were there were moments in this movie where I just felt like you know, okay, let's go. You know, move on. Like we got this part. Let's move to the next. Not the fight scenes. They were what they were. Yeah. You know, but prior. You know, so. I would say that directing and editing was not, uh, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't top-notch. How about the screenplay and the story? So theoretically, this is an amazing story. Like, I mean, it's it's the video game story of, like, I gotta fight, fight seven evil things on the way up. And, like, there's, like, a lot of cool things that you can do with that. But, and I had mentioned some people might have issues with the milk toast redemptive arc that didn't lead anywhere like it was unsatisfying i'm one of them yeah and i started the movie not liking michael Sarah because he was a 22 year old guy dating a 17 year old and plus <laughs> you have an he wasn't he was he he was not <laughs> nice he wasn't no like, all the females were fawning over him and i'm like this is this this movie he's is not is evil. cringy. He's not evil. Like he's not out no. there like murdering but puppies again, I, and clubbing. I use the phrase yeah. of incel fantasy. Yeah, where it's the yeah. you got this dorky guy who is the 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 love love interest of all these hot women, and he can do all these cool things. And I, I and there was just something about that that I just couldn't get into. Mm. And then. Uh, to have the redemptive arc not lead to a, a satisfying resolution. The whole thing was kind of off for me, mm-hmm. which is why I went and watched Last Night, of so- Last Night in Soho, which is a very female-centric mm-hmm. uh, following, you know, the this female protagonist's uh, perspective on life. And so the movie kind of almost had an opposite like yeah. it was a, like a palate cleanser yeah. right, to right. Scott Pilgrim not that I didn't I liked Scott Pilgrim yeah. but it but there was there was elements of it that I just was like ah, I can't do it uh and I and perhaps and I I was reading through Kyle's comments on other people it was like that's the whole point yeah. I was like right, right. well if that's the whole point I guess it's not for me yeah then. right um it and again not that I, I I liked the movie. I had fun watching it. Yeah. But there was elements that pulled me out. Yeah, and, and me as well. I'm not sure, uh, or I wasn't sure until today, whether those elements made this, uh, excluded this from being a Pantheon movie for me. So, you know, until tonight, I didn't have my vote set in yeah. my head. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm there now, uh, and we can, we'll get there in a little bit. Um Cinematography and locations. I thought the cinematography and locations were dead on. Beautiful movie. I thought the beautiful and I thought the score was great. I loved the music, even some of the original type stuff, and 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 even jokes within the cinematography by having a fake New York set in Toronto, which is because they always film in Toronto and say it's New York or Chicago. So, but then they break through the Toronto, right? The New York. 
backdrop. So that's fun. Score, also top. I lots was, of fun. It was absolutely fun with it. it, it the very first stuff that uh, 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 that the very first music they were playing in the band and their in sex bomb bomb sex bomb bomb was was just like especially the drummer. I loved her character, uh, who uh, I, maybe we'll get to it in the tree. Just doesn't freaking blink. Yeah. Does doesn't blink. So weird. Uh, the special effects and notables. There's a lot of special effects. That some of them were uh, were uh, just very straightforward traditional special effects. Some of them were graphic special effects added to this the thing video that, game, which feel. made me feel a bit like a old Batman TV, like Adam West Batman. Yep. You know, boom bang, whiz bong, punk. Yep, stuff like that. That was fun for me. It brought me back to a time when I thought that was normal, um, but. And then how about the X Factor? Does it have an X Factor for you? This movie came out in 2010. Yeah. And I was well past my 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 years of being mm-hmm. uh, like well, raised made, and reared. Was it made for your generation, It was not sir. made for my generation. Made for no, my kids' I, generation. I had, and you had, all your kids by this time. So, oh, lordy. Like, I had one of them out of the house. The uh, So, yes, I appreciated that people who watch this in the prime of their life would find the special teenage angst yeah. uh, of this or mm-hmm. the young adult angst young adult, yeah. that resonated with them in a very sure. special way. I, it, It's not my movie. It, it, I felt like it came very close for me of having an, uh, this major X factor because of the video game connections. I have to say, I, I at times I felt like it couldn't make up its mind which video game connections it wanted to have. Right? Yeah. The more, the more the the side scrollers or the or the more moderns or the you know what I'm saying. Mostly it was the bit stuff, but but yeah, uh, because it was made in 2010, and so much really cool stuff had come out by then. I mean, realistic first person shooters were a big thing, but long before 2010, like 2003, four, and five. So. Yeah, in any case. But it wasn't like um, Doom with uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock no. Johnson, you know, where you like just put a camera on the guy's arm and walk down the hallway. But anyway, no, it was so, much better than that. So I could, so what I'll say is that I could see the X Factor for certain people. Yeah, I get it. And I get it, but I also know for myself that it's like... Not yours. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, yeah. This movie was nominated for 65 awards. It did win 18. So this is uh, not a, uh, a flop of a movie. It, it, did, it did do pretty well. How about some... Uh, some trivia from some IMDb? Trivia? Well, the four, four cast members that made up the band Sex bob spent several weeks learning how to play together as a band. Mark Webber, Allison Pill... Johnny Simmons all had to learn their own instruments from scratch while Michael Sarah had to dumb down his bass playing in order to not outshine his bandmates. At the first battle of the bands when fighting the first evil ex, Scott is seen wearing a Plum Tree t-shirt. Plum Tree is an all-girl indie rock band that released the song, Scott Pilgrim, on their 1998 album. It predicts the future. Uh, their album is Predict the Future, sorry. The song became the inspiration for Brian Lee O'Malley to create the graphic novel's title character. I mentioned this earlier. It was basically a title and one line in this song, and then that came to the, the, the graphic novel and then eventually the movie. 
Fun fact, while Scott Pilgrim is 22 years old and his sister Stacy Pilgrim is 18. Mm-hmm. Played by? Uh, so that that was played by Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. That Michael Sarah is nearly three years younger than Anna Kendrick in real life. Uh, likewise, Ellen Wong, who plays 17-year-old Knives Chow, His high school is girlfriend. three years older than Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, age. During the Amp versus Amp battle, where the Katayanagi twins turn up their speakers, the volume goes to 11, which is a reference to This Is Spinal Tap, so, 1984, which I loved the first time I saw it. I watched it again in the 2000s somewhere, and I went, what the hell? You anyway. mentioned this, but Kim Pine only blinks once during the entire movie. Apart from that, she only breaks her gaze three times. She lowers her eyes twice and has her eyes closed when announcing sex babam for the last time. Hmm. When Scott opens the door to receive his package, Michael Sarah actually did throw the package over his shoulder into the bin. After 33 takes most of which can be seen on the outtakes on the DVD. So in the beginning, there's an 8-bit Universal logo. I love that logo. It is so cool. I want Uh, a t-shirt with just that logo on it. That was Edgar Wright's idea. It was then designed by his brother Oscar Wright, the concept designer and storyboard artist on the film. The logo seen in the final film was actually only the first draft. It it was not yet considered finished when test screenings began, but audiences reacted so positively to it that it was decided that no further work needed to be done. Here's a cool one. The stunt doubles for Lucas Lee are the actual stunt doubles for Chris Evans. Very fun. And as a clue, and uh, we we heard about this elsewhere, Mm. as a clue to the fights and evil exes that Scott will have to endure, there are many exes present in the film. Tracks in the snow, snow... Uh, shadows on the swing sets forming the letter X as it, uh, uh, ultimately the X-Men patch on Scott's coat <laughs> surrounding pedestrian crossing signs. Uh, well, at this time, uh, we have a couple of yeses from, I believe, Kyle and Matthew. I don't know. I think we have a no currently from Jeremy. I'm not sure what other votes have rolled in. I'm not looking at it live. Uh, but I do know one thing in that my vote... Yeah. My vote is going to be a yes. I'm going to make it three yeses so far. And I'll tell you why. Uh, while I found some things about this movie that I thought were not uh, were not Pantheon, I think the movie is unique enough and has, just for those of you who can't see this because we're not on video, my friend Dr. Diamond Doug is not making nice faces at me right now. In any case... <laughs> No, in, in any case, go on, Mister Miggity Man. I think there were enough unique elements in this movie to make it something that, like, uh, way down the road, if you're going to go back to this time period and watch some of the top movies, best movies that really kind of define how things happen, this would have been one of them. Yeah, I'm going to say yes as well. Are no, you? I, I thought that this no, was a you're fantastic. Not. <laughs> you're a liar. I almost got. I almost earned our PG-13. Rating right there. <laughs> now, so... Uh, but your vote would be... My vote would be a no. But I am uh, finding myself to be Captain No uh, in this con- in our in our pairing uh, that, that I say no more than you uh, hmm. throughout the time. But I also uh, 
I don't know if that's I'm just a curmudgeon. I no, I have no you're joy right more often than I, I have no joy in the say, world. I should say you match the council more often than I do. So. I will say that this is going to be quite like Kyle Brown's uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. which I would like to point out is Pantheon. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Is that I he put it up? I can recognize it's like that. We it's both greatness. said no to that movie. I know we both said no, which I thought was where we were going tonight, but uh, that's not where it ended up. No. So um, I think that this movie's going to make it in. I think I, that this movie's going to make it in because I mean, you right got now three. it's already got three. It just has to get four more. Uh, actually, uh, the it rest has of four. Ours. Currently has four. The Facebook poll, yeah. uh, at least prior to our uh, broad prior to our podcast tonight, was. Although it was not the blowout that movies normally are with like 100 plus yeah. yeses and 12 no's. It's 85, 63, but, but uh, it, it could change. Yeah. So, so uh, there's there's six more votes to come in as of the recording time of this podcast. And they only need three. And he needs half of those. Yeah. Um, so like, and I won't, I won't be upset if it makes it in either. No. No. It's not. That's why we've we've both said. There's other this movies in Pantheon movie. that I'm upset are in Pantheon. One of them nominated by Kyle Brown. No, no, I, I'm not even upset about Life Aquatic. No, but, okay. Uh, but we weren't around when some of those first ones That's were nominated. True. Not that we and you know for our listeners, we except for if we happen to be the guest voter like today, I am. Have yeah, we have no say so. Honest to goodness, the count we we have. We don't even see the council. Like, no, they have meetings. They have. They go to places. They hang out. They they, like, they go to trivia night together, and we're not even invited. It's it, it, yeah, but but in any case, I do love doing. We our... were invited for that, but I was in Wisconsin. Oh, I don't so there, you were invited, but you just yeah. didn't want to go. And that's not yeah. true. I would have gone if I yeah. if I'd realized. Yeah. I just thought he was just saying we're gonna do a thing. All righty. Okay, so we uh, digress. We digress. Some final thoughts. Any final comments before we close? I am Dr. Diamond excited Doug? about a new season Me of Pantheon. Too. I am excited to watch movies that I wouldn't watch otherwise. Yep. Uh, and rewatch movies that maybe I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> it's not like. It's not always a sure thing that every season will be reflect the first movie that it that, no, that it is put but out it there. Has gone that way, but in it the has past. gone, and we have had seasons that really had a whole heck of a lot of black and white films. Yes, and we have had seasons that had big, he huge, Mage, big, heavy big, hitter, heavy Godfather, Buster, and and, yeah. and Saving Private Ryan. So, and, yeah. And then we we've we had uh, seasons that were wild rides yeah. of everybody's favorite nostalgic picks. Right, like last season, we're just that all over the board. People were putting out like they're tugging on their own heartstrings of putting out like this is a passion of mine, which is a big risk because if it gets shot down or if people say mean stuff about it, it it feels very personal when that happens. Yeah, so. Now, we have Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is, on one hand, it's a bit of a quirky movie. Mm -hmm. So maybe this season ends up being a little quirky. Quirky. Or that this movie was uh, um, highly stylistic. So maybe we have a stylistic season. Or maybe or we have there's a no comedy, pattern at all. Or maybe there's no pattern a at all. shotgun blast yep. across the whole spectrum. 
I guess we'll figure it out. We will. As always, I hope everyone has enjoyed our conversation tonight. Uh, where can Video Land find you? Oh, you can find me on Facebook. Me too, especially at AV on Facebook. You will also find AV on Instagram at adventuresinvideoland.com. But the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You have been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers. We, we lesbians, you. you. Uh, you know, I, I that, mean, I get pretty, it. It's a reference I to know, the movie. I know. And, and, uh, yeah. not everybody's How yeah. about this? We, we love, love you. you.